Hey, it's Chuck Ben, and on the line with me, I got uh, somebody that I've been a fan of for a very long time, and I think you probably have too. You've known him uh, throughout the years, uh, actually the last number of years, as the guitar player in Paul McCartney's band, but just a great musician uh, on his own. And he's on his own. He's got a new thing happening right here and uh, a new record out, and uh, I got Brian Ray. Welcome. Thanks so much, Junkman. How are you doing today? Um, you know, all things considered, doing well. I mean, we're all locked down, but I mean, it's it is a creative time, and you've been getting very creative, and that's a good thing. You know, I cannot think of a better year for rock and roll music than 2020 in the last number. I mean, there's been great music coming out, but seems to be that everybody has been releasing so much great stuff this year. And this one's definitely on the top of the list, man. It's it's right up there with a lot of the good stuff. But uh, um, yeah, you got a brand new single out, got a new thing, and I love it. Um, tell us a little bit about how, how you got going with this and then, you know, a little bit more about, you know, there's going to be a full length release coming out and uh you know just give us a just give a little insight on the particular yeah, song yeah sure thank you thank you jump in yeah well i started writing this song my new single is called got a new thing and it's on wicked cool records which oh, yeah. is uh you might know as a record label uh, owned and run by the great stevie van zandt oh yeah sopranos east street bruce <laughs> springsteen and Little Hammer fame. And Little but, Steven's uh, Underground a, Garage, man. Come on. Yeah, come <laughs> on. He's just a general, you know, bon vivant. He's uh -huh. just one of those guys. He's a real musicologist. He loves good music, so I was honored when he signed me. And it came time to do a new single. Um, we're, I'm doing two singles a year with him, which means, of course, four songs, because these are vinyl singles, so it's an right. A and a B side. So when it came time to write this, we were in early January. Uh, I was with my girlfriend out in the desert and we're hearing the news of this weird little virus that was just, you know, started in Wuhan and, and traveled to Europe. And wow, there's now an infection in the U.S. Anyway, we saw this thing coming and I thought, well, I'm going to start writing. So I started writing this song. It was a great thing to do, like you were saying, during lockdown. It started with the riff, the guitar riff that starts the song. Uh -huh. And then I went into the, the verses and then I rewrote the chorus and then I wrote the lyrics to it. And I just thought, you know, this is the time to write a song that is uh, celebrity, you know, that celebrates, um, you know, survivors of oppression and coercion and, and abuse. And that's what the song is about. Just a great thought right there, man. And it's such an up-tempo, bouncy song. You just, you got to put a smile on your face when you hear it. I mean, I, the first time I heard it, and it's been that way every time since, it's just, it just, in spite of that kind of a subject, I'm smiling every time I hear this. So just, uh, just know, I love, I love, love the music part of this. It's great. Well, then mission accomplished. I mean, you know, there's a long history of songs with sort of heavier lyric content, yeah. but with really sort of bright beats and a happy melody. Yep. You know, I mean, Morrissey made a living of it. <laughs> What's well, funny about, yeah, you know, boy in a coma yeah. while he's singing a sweet major melody, you know? Yeah, well, it's funny. As a drummer, I listen to the music first and the lyrics second. It's just how it is. It's always been that way for me. Yeah. And yeah, so right. when it, when I hear it being, a, you know, something serious subject, I'm like, wow, okay. Well, you know, that could that adds obviously a whole different twist to it, but it's great, you know? But uh, 
again, it's it's very cool. And now you're going to be releasing this strictly as a single, or is this going to be part of a longer, um, full length record, perhaps in the, in the future? Yeah, I just got shipped a box of singles, so we're selling them from my website, which is of course just my name dot com, Ray dot com. Yep. yep. And um, we have signed copies, and we have non-signed copies, and then we have all my previous uh, singles as well on vinyl. So I, I spend a couple of hours signing them and writing notes on them and stuff like that, and then I send them to my my associates over in Vegas who distribute them, lovely, lovely friends of mine. Um, and uh, you never know, junk man. I don't know what's going to come next. I mean. I would love to compile all of my previous singles along with this onto a, onto a long play, an LP, vinyl, and digital release, of course. So we'll see what the future holds, man. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out what's next. Well, as a DJ, I'm really always staying tuned, put it that way. But, uh, yeah, I really look forward to it. I mean, everything you've come out with so far, I've really been a fan. And then... You know, to be honest with you, your day gig, so to speak, is just, you know, that's the ultimate gig. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we'll have to talk about that in just a minute. But let's uh, let's give people a listen to the brand new one. It's called Got a New Thing. And again, you can find it on Wicked Cool Records. Or you can uh, go to Brian's website and go direct. Brian Ray, B-R-I-A-N, Ray, R-A-Y.com. And uh, check out all the things that he's got going on over there, including this one right here. So we'll be right back with Brian in just a moment. Again, this is brand new from Brian Ray. It's called Got a New Thing. Got a new thing now. I want to watch you. I want to watch you walk. I want to watch you walk away in handcuffs. In handcuffs. Chromium handcuffs. When you're gone, I'm gonna brush you off. 
we're back, man. I'm telling you, I'm smiling. I'm tapping my toe. <laughs> bopping and bopping my head. You know, everything you're supposed to do with a good rock and roll record, Brian. So, again, oh, well, man, it well done. Oh, man, feel good. It makes it worth it, you know? Well done. I just, you know, it's so cool. Again, wicked cool, obviously, that uh, that you're very approachable about this. You know, it was it was an easy call. Like I said, yeah, I want to interview him, and bam, you know, here we are. And it's uh, it's great. You don't have to go through all these uh, these hoops and whatever it is to uh, to get a hold of you, man. I think it's great. And uh, yeah, again, yeah, that's the way it should a, be. I don't have a team of people that are speaking into their sleeves with hidden microphones yeah, right. and dark sunglasses like the Men in Black. I, I'm pretty accessible. Well, it's funny. My friend, I was talking to him last night. He was playing a. I went to actually an outdoor gig last night, and which was cool to do because it's just been so long. It was the first time that he'd played in a while. And he said he used to work in West L.A. at West L.A. Music. And he said he used to come in there and just hang all the time. He says, man, he's gonna. He's, he's a great guy. You're going to really love talking to him. And uh, so, again, here we are. So. Yeah, I sure did, man. I mean, I, I used to do the guitar store crawl, the music store crawl <laughs> as a kid. I, I put a, you know, a quarter in the bus and just say, you know, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, there were about six shops back then in Santa Monica. Right. And I would spend all Saturday going from the pawn shop to Cunningham music to Bay music. <laughs> and then I'd finally end up my end the day over at ace music because that was the real guitar that was more of the rock and roll vibe yeah now the other shops had keyboards i was fond of keyboards and drums and and all that kind of stuff but you know you you, you ace music was the headliner man i i love that place and i spent so much time there they asked my mom for babysitting fees you know <laughs> i was 13 years old and it, i couldn't get enough of it now I can imagine you you build up quite a collection of guitars. Uh, how many how many are we talking about that they're in the Brian Ray personal collection? I, I really don't even know right now. To be honest with you, I, I've sold uh, a number of them, and, and quietly I buy a few more. Of course, don't tell anyone. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah nobody's I mean, listening. So I, I probably have about. 70 guitars right now something wow. like that wow maybe something like that now when you go out on a gig say with paul how many do you bring with you and do you have a favorite like i for bring live about gigs? yeah sure i i bring about 15 out with me um one of the ones that i play uh for some of my main solos on songs like uh, Paul McCartney's great song let it go mm-hmm. is a rick nielsen gibson les paul uh, Rick Nielsen uh, signature model, and that thing is great. Yeah. Um, and then I play my own signature model, also Gibson, of course. Well, there you go. Love those Gibsons, and yeah. uh, so I'm playing a, an SG, two different SGs, uh, and uh, you know, a great Taylor twelve string, and an old Gretsch from the fifties, and just a bunch of different kinds of guitars. And it also depends. I play quite a bit of bass with Paul. I play sure. stunt bass. I play stunt bass when he's on guitar or keyboards. And uh, for that, I've been using an old Fender bass, which is remarkable. It's just a great old bass. Well, from what I've read, that's kind of how you got the gig in the first place, man. They were somebody that, that could trade, because you know, he obviously wants to trade off between guitar and bass, and you knew how to master them both, and you knew his drummer, and that always helps. <laughs> and things like yeah. that. You've been with him now for how long? Geez, I think we're at 19 years and coming up in February, a couple of months. Wow, yeah, that says 19, everything right there. 19 years. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's more that I say to my friends, it's not a gig. It's a it's a life changing event. You know, it's not a 
gig. A gig is something you do, you know, on Friday night down at the at the club. Yeah. But uh, this has been something else, and it's been very very privileged to to been called back by Paul McCartney. He's been just an amazing guy to work with, amazing yeah. guy to know. Uh, my respect for him has gone up rather than sideways or down. You know, like it's funny when you meet somebody you've always looked up to, you really hope they're kind of how you imagine them. And he's that, he's that kind of guy. Now, did you, is it, it, has he given you a lot of feedback on got a new thing and some of your newer stuff that, uh, that you've done? Does he, does he give you like critical, you know, anything on it? I mean, are you able yeah, to bounce ideas off of him for your own music is what I'm really saying. Yeah. Yeah. He sure has. He's been really generous with feedback and God, he, he'll call you up or call you over to uh, where he's sitting and say, man, I checked out your new album. He said, you know, I love how you rhymed um, uh, drunk and, and, <laughs> and punk. He, he just said, you know, those are just great ideas. And I love the snare sound and the guitars, are, you know, he was very generous with his uh, feedback. That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, on the new single, it's so new. And he's been working hard on his new album. Yeah, he's got a, br- he's got a new record coming out too, yeah. Um, McCartney 3, which is all written and recorded by him alone during, lock- uh, wow. during lockdown. And uh, I think he calls it Rockdown, which is very <laughs> good. Hashtag Rockdown. Sure. And I look forward to hearing that. But yeah, so we haven't really traded music in this last couple of months because I've been busy and he's been busy, but yeah, I will trade soon. This sounds like right up his alley too. I love the fact that you got um, Scott Schreiner on bass from Weezer on this oh, yeah. too. And, and now how did you guys get together? I mean, how did that, has he just been a longtime friend of yours or is he friends with, with Abe uh, Luboreal Jr. who's playing drums on it? Uh, a longtime friend of mine. I've known Scott for about 27, 28 years. Um, we just met through a group of friends and started doing all sorts of stuff. We were in a cover band together and Mm -hmm. then he got the, the group, the, uh, the gig with Weezer and, um, and I was still kind of, you know, waiting for something cool to break. Of course, Paul did about a year and a half later, Mm -hmm. but we just remained really, really solid friends. And he's a remarkable singer and bass player, as you know, and, He's been doing great work in Weezer, and he writes his own music, too. Um, and Abel Boyle Jr., of course, uh, played drums on this new one. But both of them played on my first uh, my first record called Mondo Magneto, mm-hmm. and they both played on my second one as well, uh, This Way Up. Nice. So, you know, they, they've been... They've been orbiting uh, for quite a while. It's such a great combination, man. And you know what? If 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 I dare say, it can be quite beatly. It's just got that 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 sound that just makes you smile. The harmonies are there. The the rock is straight straight ahead, and it's just it's great stuff, man. It's just I, I really. There's so many different things that I could probably say about it, but I'd probably be running out of words. But it's just it's just a great it's a great rock record, man. And I really, really congratulate you. Man, that just makes me really happy to hear. I mean, you know, these days it's a it's a it's a it's a lot to do your recording and to spend all this time doing. People have no idea how much time it takes to 
uh, to refine these things, to to write them, to imagine them, then to arrange them, and then to record them, to release them. It's a great labor of love, and um, it, and I'm lucky enough to have a, an incredible label, and that they play it on the radio and yeah. it's on all the time. You know, it's very very lucky stuff. Uh, but to hear from one person like you saying. All of those nice things you just said really makes it worthwhile. So thanks so much. Well, it's the style of music that I love so much. And this reason why I started Junk Man Radio is because there's so much great rock and pop music that's been coming out in the last couple of years that, you know, radio is almost like a black and white TV right now. And you really have to look for things like podcasts and underground radio stations, of which we can go into, you know, like a pirate radio station, kind of like what you uh, you had a single called Pirate Radio a couple of years ago that was... I did that alluded to that, which was awesome. And I played it here. Absolutely. And always back sold it the same way. You know, Hey, this is, this is the way you have to listen to music these days. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's kind of unfortunate. The fact that, that radio kind of, kind of died off from playing rock records, but the fact that we do have again, podcasts and places to go like little Stevens underground garage and, uh, places like that, that you can, put out music like this that people can hear. I just, I think it's a wonderful thing. You know? Yeah. The underground garage is such a great oh. home for so many great artists. You and have it's been like- such a, a, a great pool for me to find artists that I really love that I would have never heard anywhere else. And again, that's pretty much my point of it. You know, the fact is I would have never heard a lot of these things on an FM radio station. Unfortunately, just the way that it is today, it just doesn't have anything to do really with rock in most, in most major areas, especially where we live in the Los Angeles area, you know? So, yeah, it's very true. And, you know, uh, I grew up with a, you know, an embarrassment of riches in yeah. terms of radio. You know, when I talked about, uh, pirate radio that you just mentioned and wrote the song about it, it was because when I was a little kid, I discovered a station that was blasting out of Tijuana yep. called XERB. And they had this really enigmatic, you know, uh, charismatic DJ named Wolfman Jack. My hero. He went on to be very, very famous and yep. ended up, you know, like for many years on Hollywood stars and uh, yep. Hollywood squares. Sorry. And just a great guy. Well, you know, that's what I grew up getting excited uh, about, you know? And so I wanted to sort of celebrate rock radio. We had, you know, Cam AT and we had, uh, KHJ and KRLA. Yep. We had so Boss many radio, great man. Stations. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you really had it, man. And it's funny. You mentioned Wolfman. That's uh here's a little a little tidbit for you. That uh, he was my hero when I was a kid, when I was growing up on the East Coast. And is one that of the right? one of the reasons I'm junk man is because I was listening to Wolfman when I was a kid and I decided to come up with something different. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. You know, I, you know, we, we grew up with those guys like humble heart. Yeah. 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 And all and these, I, uh, all these people that are, that are just, they're not on the air anymore. And it's so, it's so sad for me to know and to see these people dropping like flies that a next generation cannot, you know, can only hear of them or maybe some tapes of them. And things like that, and it's just a, it's it's a very sad thing to me because I love well, you radio. Could stu- yeah, you could still find these guys on YouTube. Actually, yeah. I, I found Wolfman Jack and grabbed yeah. some of those Wolf calls and some of the excerpts that we used in my song Pirate Radio. We snatched from uh, from 
from YouTube of, of you know, full length versions of his old shows with yep. commercials and songs. And then my label said, we can't put this out. Did you get a release on these things? <laughs> I went, oh, Jesus. No, I didn't. And they said, well, you're going to have to take those out or we can't release it. And I went, okay, hold on. I mean, we were like, you know, weeks away from printing the album and uh, printing the singles and uh, a month away from releasing the single on the radio. So I went, oh, I'm going to have to do something quick. So I found Wolfman Jack's uh, a publicity company. They're right there on Sunset Boulevard in yep, L.A. Yep. Called them up and we made a deal, you know. And so I have it for life worldwide, the use of those little samples of the great Wolfman Jack saying, XERB, you know, like talking. <laughs> All right, baby. Yeah. Uh, call letters, you know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, w- I would try to be him all the time. You know, that was the thing. I would like, you know, make sure my voice was hoarse enough and try to be the try to be the wolf man. I would pretend to be him when I was a little kid. And, I love it. Uh, it was awesome. You know, it's funny, too. You mentioned him again. Uh, I was told that his family is using a software now where they actually can record a radio show and it would go in his voice. They have recordings of his and there's a software that can recreate his voice now. Oh oh my God. That is so awesome. So they can announce newer artists with his voice. Yeah. And his family his family is in charge of it. You know, uh, he's my, he's, he, apparently he's, he's a friend of mine's uncle. So he was a friend of mine's uncle, put it that way. And he told me all this information. I said, man, I got to hear this. So, you know, yeah, he's a cool guy. You know, what we didn't know is he's an immigrant. He's like, I forget. He's like Armenian or something uh-huh. like that. And, yep. and I just thought, you know, these are all things that you learn later in life. And yep. the rich tapestry of America is really, you know, um, owing much to immigrants from all over the world who have Absolutely. helped build our culture. I mean, what's more American than American graffiti yep. that starred Wolfman Jack, who's an immigrant, along with many of the other uh, artists and actors and and uh you know uh and they also alluded to that they alluded to that radio station that you were talking about across the board in that movie american graffiti too you know then you think about casey case and casey case and from the middle east you know great big radio star you know same kind of thing but uh i just again i love the fact that we can go and we can find that but it's just so sad to me that there's such a new generation that just does not have those radio stars that we did when we were kids you know and, yeah, uh, but they, they, they do find their music now, and they find it on YouTube. They can find those shows on YouTube. And the way I look at it is this, Junk Man. I mean, you and I, yeah, that is sad, but that's also just generational people. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they don't live forever, but their their image and their legacy does live on forever. And aren't we lucky that we were here for the golden era, and we got to hear and experience them? I mean, that's what yeah. I want to focus on is how lucky we are yeah yeah well and lucky how the kids are lucky too because they have so many new avenues to find new music you know if they really are interested in it enough and that's a beautiful thing i would have killed to have you know a computer when i was a kid to find out music that i didn't even know existed that i liked you know and now you know every kid's got a phone and they can hear anything they want to and that's a beautiful thing you know it's a beautiful thing yeah and music is so searchable now and uh, you know, like uh, in Spotify and, and in every sure. other sort of great platform out there, yeah. you can find all this stuff. And if you can't find it there, just hop on over to YouTube. We're, 
they're all there. <laughs> well, this one's definitely there, man, and we really, really like that. And it's great. It's now it's been released on orange vinyl too, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, so that's right. Yeah. You know, orange is the new black, after all, from what they say. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. Now the flip side, you know, which is another old term, you know, the flip side, the second side of this, you've got a yeah. great song that I like, an old Procol Harum song featuring, uh, you know, which originally featured uh, Robin Trower. We're talking about right. Whiskey Train, and you got Carla Olson from the Textones on it. How did that come about? Yeah, well, Carla, Carla's been uh, an L.A. sort of, uh, is sort of installed here in the music history of LA. Yeah, absolutely. Love scene of the, of the late seventies and through the eighties and nineties and, and present. Um, and uh, she had that great band, as you said, called the text tones. Yep. Well, uh, she's just good rock and girl from Texas and, uh, been a friend of mine for a very long time. Cause I used to play the clubs with a number of bands, including Etta James. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You were with Etta James Etta for James. years. Yeah, for many years. And since everyone loved Etta James, all of these people who had their own careers would come to see us. Uh, I met Carla many years ago and stayed in touch. And her lovely husband, Saul, uh, and Carla reached out to me and asked if I wanted to participate in an album with a sort of a train theme, like an Americana kind of a thing. And I said, well... Uh, yeah, what do you have in mind? And she said, well, let's do a, a duet or something like that. And, and, you know, here's some of the songs that I'm thinking that could work for us. And I said, those are cool. Um, and then I thought, what about Whiskey Train, which is a kind of a deep track, an album track from the great Pro Call Harem, which most people only know from uh, Whiter Shade of Pale, their, right. their giant single um, from 66 or 67. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I became a huge fan of that band, and I used to play this song that I used as a B-side with Carla Olson. I used to play this song in my high school band. <laughs> so did I. Oh, <laughs> did you really? I and did. I just thought it, it was did. this really cool, bitchin', yeah. brutal guitar riff. And it's Robin and Trower a, on guitar, correct? Yeah. You know, this is a song that wasn't a hit at all. But, but it is Robin Trower playing it. guitar on the on the original record, right? Exactly. That's yeah. Robin that wrote it. Yeah. Robin wrote it yeah. along with Keith Reed, Procol Harum's longtime um, one and only lyricist. Wow. It's I remember yeah. I remember finding it because you know we were looking for songs to play and of course we didn't write anything back then. And I, I had this Procol Harum record and I said, I love this song. And I go, dude, because we were all big Robin Trower fans back then. This is like in the seventies, like late seventies. Yeah. And I said, yeah. Let's try this one. This is a cool song. And the guitar player liked it and we played it. So that was my intro- uh-huh. introduction to that particular song. But man, you guys have done such a great version of this, and now you got Carla. That was part of a that was part of a whole record of train music you just said. It hasn't come out yet, but it's one of those you know double purpose uh, uh, recordings that we'll probably remix into a different version for hers, mm-hmm. or it'll be the same version, and that will come out uh, you know sometime in the not too distant future with some other great um, collaborators and contributors to a. An album. I think Dave Alvin is going to be on ah, it. Terrific. A bunch of people. Awesome. 
All people I love, man. Again, yeah. I, I, I've, I used to see the Textones quite a bit when I first moved to L.A., and they were such a great live performance. What was it like being in the studio with Carla? Or did she? Did you guys have to do that one uh, during the lockdown where you know she was in one place and you were in another? It was during lockdown, but we did it um, in a safe manner here in my studio. She came over, and we just stayed distant and masked up. Uh, she recorded her vocal out in the entry room Wow! and I stayed in the studio and we just did our thing and stayed masked. It, it worked out fine. <laughs> That's how it's done these days, man. Just, uh, do it safe. All right. Well, let's, let's give it a spin, man. I'm ready. I love it. I'm just, uh, ready, it. ready to rock out again. This is brand new from Brian Ray and, uh, it's from his new single, um, got a new thing. It's the flip side. It's the old, uh, song, a uh, remake of the song. Uh, from Procol Harum called Whiskey Train and features Carla Olson on the vocals as well. So here it is on Junk Band Radio.
Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> Great song, my friend. Again, it just it, it brings so me back. I love what you guys did with it. You know, it's just it's it's it's. I hate to use that term bouncy again. I sound like some A and R guy from the '60s, but yeah, it bounces, <laughs> it jumps, man. It comes right off the platter and just you know, get your toes tapping, which is supposed to but, do. You know? Give me something bouncy. Yeah, give me give me a bouncy C. That's what I keep thinking about. Yeah, wasn't that well, Martin, you know what, wasn't that Martin Short? Wasn't that Martin Short that did that? Give me a bouncy yeah, C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's so funny. Well, anyway, I, I appreciate that. You know, to me, this was um, kind of a, a labor of love and an homage to a band that I grew up loving so much. It was weird. I was digging on Procol Harum and Aretha Franklin and Sly Stone. Uh -huh. Those were those were sort of big on my playlist, which were awesome. a strange combination. Uh, plus, of course, Beatles, uh, Jeff Beck. Mm -hmm. With his first album, Truth, you know right. these were all on my playlist at the time, and the Stones, of course. But uh, you know, it's just an homage to a time, and um, just sort of recalling this this fun time of, uh, you know, badass guitar work from Robin Trower. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's awesome. Uh, again, you mentioned Jeff Beck. You did that great version of Ain't Superstitious, which uh, that was uh, just out just a few months back too. That really got my guy. A attention on that one so uh, thank you so much yeah with gia chambodi singing she did a great job tell me about yeah. her I, I, i'm interested in her T uh, tell us her tell us a little bit about gia gia is just tremendously talented a natural talent uh great range sensitivity uh, great intelligence her father was a bass player with a band called clover uh, oh yeah clover oh yeah was a band with uh, john mcphee and uh and Huey Lewis and many other great artists back in the day. Um, and uh, he was a great bass player and she's just been around music her whole life in the same way that I have. And I've always wanted to connect with her and do a project together. We've tried and, and, and this time we finally did it. Man, you nailed it too. Absolutely. I got that same vibe right out of the truth record from, from back. You, you really, really did a spot on cover of that. Well, thanks so much. It, you know, that's another homage and a tribute. You know, that's an album that uh, obviously, if you can't tell, yeah. meant a lot to me and my guitar playing. Sure. But um, so I wanted to capture what he did, what Jeff Beck played. But the other thing was is that, you know, uh, Rod Stewart uh, decided to only do a couple of the verses that were written by the great Willie uh, Dixon. Right. And uh, so... I wanted to deliberately go and find some of the original lyrics that didn't make uh, Jeff Beck's version and sing the same kind of Rod Stewart melodies, but with these old original lyrics. And so we dug around a little bit and went online and we found the original lyrics and fashioned them to work with this song. And it, I think it turned out good. Again, the yeah, absolutely. And then again, the beauty of the internet these days, you know, think about all those, how you would have had to look up those lyrics before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what you yeah. would have to do or dig up yeah. some relative uh, down there in Mississippi or something or Chicago, you know, <laughs> you'd have to yeah. get down there, but man, it just, it's just a great job on that one. You know, and I'm looking, you know, it's so funny. I'm looking on your website again, brianray.com. On some of the back story of your career, man. I mean, you played with with Etta James for like fifteen years, which is you know not everybody could do that. She's she was quite a lady, um, you know. Yeah. She 
toured forever. And it's funny, too, because I saw you about, I saw her about maybe 15, 20 years ago at a little bar in Long Beach, and I'll bet you you were playing. <laughs> you I probably were. Yeah. Um, I see that you were also a member of the Crypt Kickers with uh, Bobby Boris Pickett, <laughs> the yeah, famous for the Monster Mash. You played with Bobby Pickett for a while. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, that's that's literally where I got my start. You must uh, have been a kid. First, I was a kid. I was 17, and wow. it was my first professional gig, and it led to me uh, meeting a guy named Phil Kaufman, who some of your listeners might recognize from the wildest story in rock and roll history with uh, involving Graham Parsons. Yep. I'll leave that story for now. But anyway, Phil Kaufman was also the, uh, the, the road manager for Eddie James and just, you know, took a chance on me and took me to a rehearsal with Etta where the guitar player couldn't make it. And the rest is history. We went on to be close for 35 years and uh, wow. she was incredibly, incredibly important to me as a person. Um, uh, besides being such an incredible, uh, influence on me and kind of trusting me and believing in me a little, just a little kid from Glendale. Oh man. What a, what a, just the people that you've been involved with, I would have been in awe. I mean, how do you not be in awe of playing guitar with, uh, with, uh, for Etta James? I mean, just being in those audience, she's such a legend, you know? Just yeah, amazing. She, she is. You're right about that, man. That's, you know, I, I have been incredibly privileged and honored and let's say lucky too. <laughs> but you know, what can I say, junk man? <laughs> I wanted to do this since I was a little kid. Yep. And I ended up having the life that I wanted. And that doesn't happen all that often, yeah. but I'm really grateful that it, I got to, you know, have been doing the thing that I wanted to do since I was a little kid. I'm hip to that, man. And me too. You know, I, my dreams came true and with a lot of hard work, but man, I'm telling you musically, I, I, I see all these things that you're done. And again, I didn't even get to mention your other band, the Bayonets, who I love and who I first heard on Little Steven's Underground Garage. What's the latest with that project? Yeah, Are you going to be doing well, something with them again in 2021? Quite possibly. You'll mm. just have to, again... You're just going to have to stay tuned, man. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, again, the same thing with with my next question would, would go back to, again, with Paul. Is he planning on returning to the stage again sometime? You know, and, I, uh, know I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no chance of any touring the way things are right, right now right. because of COVID. That's right. just not going to happen. We're not even allowed into Europe still because yeah. of uh, the way we've kind of uh, you know, mishandled this pandemic over, over on, uh, our, our side of the world. So, you know, we'll have to get our ducks in a row before we can even reserve stadiums and arenas. I mean, we're so far away from being able to do that. It's not even funny. So we'll, we'll see just that's, you know, one more time, young man, I, mean, I hate to keep <laughs> saying this, but what's the key phrase here? <laughs> Stay tuned exactly stay tuned in true radio fashion right exactly yeah well again i, I appreciate you uh, uh speaking with us here i'm so so into this uh, music just keep it coming have you got more music and you know i just keep coming back with more and more and more and then we will play it you have a home here just so okay. you, know, you know i sure appreciate that thanks it's been a real pleasure junk man sure I, I, I thank you for your uh, for your call and uh, hello to all your listeners. Thank you so much for the support. We all need it, 
and um, have a great rest of your uh, week here. Absolutely. And again, you can find everything you want to know about Brian at brianray.com or uh, other outlets. But yeah, again, the brand new single is called Got a New Thing, and you're going to love it. Again, I just played it. I hope you loved it as much as I do, even just playing it. You know, <laughs> Whiskey Train, the flip side on it featuring Carla Olson. It's awesome. There's more to come with Brian. So hang on the line just for a moment, and we're going to uh, we're gonna take it out with, uh, how about if we go back and uh, play a little bit of pirate radio here for you if that's all right with you let's do it all right this is again this is brian ray and pirate radio junk band radio (laughs) thanks
How about that? Junkman Radio and Pirate Radio. That's Brian Ray. That uh, was released, I believe, in 2018, 2019. And a great song about uh, the early days of a pirate radio on the radio stations that actually had to broadcast offshore. (laughs) And so here, your uh, favorite rock and roll. But, of course, had a few sound bites of, again, as we talked about Wolfman Jack and a few others. But uh, my thanks to Brian for calling in and talking about his brand new single, Got a New Thing, and the flip side, Whiskey Train, featuring Carla Olson on the vocals. Just great stuff. And again, you can find Brian on social media at Brian Ray Guitar on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that. Keep an eye out for um, BrianRay.com. Look for the website. You can find any of his music for sale or any of the other places that find music is being sold. And of course, you can hear him here on Junk Band Radio. Absolutely, proudly. And you can check out the video just released for Got a New Thing. It's a very cool video. Got a touchy subject matter. Again, about uh, sexual assault victims, but just a great rock and roll song anyhow. But uh, yeah, you can find that in any of the video areas like uh, YouTube and things like that. But a brand new video from Brian Ray as well. 